0: Hello, it's Jack Tutor here from Attention Magazine. Welcome to Crucial Listening, the podcast where I speak with experimental musicians and sound artists about three albums that are important to them. My guest this time is Zier, a producer and DJ from Berlin, whose music I discovered last year and was just obliterated by it, really. My friends and I first came into the album while we were doing a brief tour of dates in the UK, me and two other noise artists, and we listened to it in the car, loud, and it is just the most visceral experience. There's so much going on across the stereo field, sounds constantly being mashed, twisted, spun, flung from one side to the other. Sometimes it sounds like girders flying past your head and clanging together. Other times, it's like objects sort of suspended and spinning slowly in water. There are elements here of dance and club music. I guess the sensation of just having your insides rattled, but also as well, so much more. I mean, there's so much to mine on headphones, but a lot as well to really feel when you play it over speakers so the album i can't remember if i said is called you feel anything it came out last year and while as Zure says in this interview she's over the record in terms that she can move on to new projects but i'm really not over the record yet i'm still finding my way through it if you type Zure and A social media platform into google you'll probably find her if you want to keep up to date with what she's doing she plays live pretty relentlessly so keep an eye out for any dates near you and as always for information on her picks go to attentionmagazine.co.uk forward slash crucial listening this is a really fun one for me a really diverse set of picks and i really enjoyed talking to her about the rationale behind her choices so without any further delay, here's your uh, on crucial listening. hello zio welcome to crucial listening hello (laughs) thank you so much for joining me
1: uh thanks for inviting me i guess
0: so i wanted to start by asking about your showing glasgow the other night i saw on twitter that it seemed to be one that you particularly enjoyed i mean how was your it was it your first experience in glasgow as well
1: it was the first time in scotland and in glasgow yeah for sure but um yeah, I think I enjoyed this this show especially because I mean first of all like the promoters were really nice and they were really young. And it's nice to see young people doing great work and being so careful about things and like I don't know, there are like two sorts of two sorts of ways you can like enter the scene like some like come into the scene and they're like yeah i'm here i know everything and then there are some who's who are trying to figure it out but are really careful with their moves and um yeah really considerate. and that was more the case there i think they were like yeah caring really a lot and yeah it it felt all like a great experience and then what i liked about playing was first of all the sound was great it does make a difference at least like for like, where I was standing, I think the monitors were fine. Hmm. Mostly, I think monitors are fucking up, like, music careers probably <laughs> like more than <laughs> anything else. Because, yeah. like, we're all going to be deaf <clears throat> at some point. And if the monitors are tight, then, I don't know, it's it's just so much more fun to play. And I realized that after a while, I really lost it. Like, I, I mean, like, lost it in terms of, like, I lost myself in the set, which is not given usually or like so often that like I'm just not thinking about stuff anymore and it's just a constant flow and yeah
0: oh that's so great it was
1: really it was really loosey-goosey and like so fun
0: does that happen often when you're just lost in the experience
1: it happens but it doesn't happen
0: all the time what kind of set are you playing at the moment I mean obviously the album came out I mean I'm I'm doing
1: either live sets or DJ sets that was a DJ set Mm. so I've been yeah, the past few weeks I've been playing more DJ sets, but then I'm also going to play more live sets. And before that, I played a bunch of live sets. I don't know. I'm always like going back and forth between. I like DJ sets more, and I like live sets more. And now I, I don't know. I played a bunch of DJ sets that were really fun, so like I'm into this again, and then I get bored of my ongoing tracklist and like sometimes there are these like moments when you're in a hole and you are uninspired about music and like nothing ever hit me that was amazing but right now there's a bunch of like nice stuff coming up I have the feeling that was quite inspiring and so I had a good time like I was really bored at some point of my playlist because I'm like constantly adding some tracks and maybe some are going but there are also some that stay in there forever but um, yeah, I was a little bit bored at some point, but now I think I got it back. Oh, that's
0: great. So it comes in waves?
1: Yeah, always. I think everything comes in waves, always. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, because I think I've seen in your mixes that you do, and, and presumably with your DJ sets as well, that there's just so much kind of contrast. And I yeah. g- guess, I don't know if disregards the right word, but yeah, obviously... A lot of these things come in a lot of people's minds in these prepackaged ideas of what should and shouldn't follow, and where transition should take place and between what types of music, but it sounds like your music throws all of that out the window i mean um,
1: yeah, pretty much <laughs> i don't yeah, I don't really think as much as well like i I try to n- not overthink stuff and also somehow just make it work, and the more I play, the better I get at it. But, um, yeah, it's also when I do mixes online, it's like sometimes I like throw them together in my computer and then it's something else than to play it out. Like it's, yeah, just like the feel gets lost a little bit when I just throw it on my com- like together on my computer. I mean, it works as well because I think for mixes that people listen to online, I'd much rather tell more of a story or like sometimes when I play radio shows, I think I somehow give the whole set a little bit more of like some space in between and when i play out i'm a little more pumping i guess
0: i mean i was gonna ask actually it was one thing that i was thinking about while i was preparing for this interview Is i've seen you talk about the fact that when you make your music that it's something that happens without necessarily like a mapped out rationale that you just kind of do it um, yeah i mean what's it been like with the album now that's been out a few months? Because if, if, if it is something that you're just putting out into the world, I mean, what, does, what kind of role does Reflection have on the material that you've put out? And, and what has the distance of time done to your relationship with that material, if it's done anything at all?
1: I think right now I'm over the album, which is great. I finally made it to the point so I can focus <laughs> on new, new things. And um, it took me a while to actually being able to write new music. So now is the time that I started writing new music. And also, like, when I reflect on the album, I really want to go different ways. So somehow, like, take it even further. I don't I don't know if that makes sense. But also, it should be a natural process of, like, things that are, that are just coming to me instead of trying to change something or, yeah.
0: So are you working on new music at the moment?
1: Yeah, I started. Oh, wow. Like, f- finally, after all these months.
0: When you say uh, getting over the old album, what what does getting over mean to you? I mean,
1: mainly, I think I just needed a little bit of a breather between finishing the album and then, yeah, I was so present with the release and the press and these kind of things. And now somehow, yeah, like it, like I have the feeling the distance is... Far enough, or like I'm like far enough away from the album that I can like go for a fresh start or something.
0: Well, fantastic! And one other thing I wanted to just bring up briefly, as well is the fact that it looks like you're touring North America this summer. Did I get that right?
1: Yeah, yeah. We're planning on it. That would be amazing. I mean, like I'm still trying to get a visa. Maybe when the show is out, it might be more concrete. Like, I'm going the official way. Right. So, let's see. It, it might eventually, fa- like, fall through, but I think trying is, yeah, all we can do right now. So, like, and what we need to apply for the visa is confirmed dates and stuff. So, like, we're right now just, like, saying, like, okay, it's happening. Let's see. Hmm.
0: Well, I fingers crossed for you. I really hope that comes together.
1: Yeah, me too. I mean, yeah. I have a, I, I have an American agency, so... It oh. <laughs> would, would be kind of great if we couldn't make
0: it work in the end. Yes! <laughs> so, you've been kind enough to put together a list of three albums um, that are important to you. And one question I like to ask to begin with is how you considered the term important when you're bringing this list together. I know there's so many different ways of slicing it. So, how... Did you think about the term important when you were coming up with this list?
1: Um, I think the term important comes, like, with each one of those three selections, it comes through a different channel. So it's not really just, like, one, one term that describes everything. Hmm. I have the feeling there's something, like, for example, the Still album that I picked is something that is not, it didn't have time to process as much as other albums, I mean, like, the one is an EP, I guess, but, like, the, the other two I carry around for a while. And, like, the still one is kind of a new one. So, like, I think, like, to just, like, give it a twist on, like, something that was, like, recently more inspiring to me or, yeah. I think that that was, like, the still thing. I think somehow the TV on the radio that I picked has more of an, a personal relationship to me. Mm. And then Grace Jones is more, like, some iconic historical (laughs) like (laughs) yeah connection or something
0: yeah well I'll let you pick the order that you want to talk about them I don't know which one you want to bring up first but um if you'd like to tell me the name of it and maybe a little bit as well about why it's important to you
1: Mm, then let's start with the more recent one like let's start how I named them before um still yeah I just um yeah it's funny like Bill who runs Pan Records um sent me the record and I was sitting on it for months I kind of like lost it in my mail or like in my download folder and then a friend came over at some point and she was like oh yeah um there's this record maybe we can listen to it and I'm like wait like that rings a bell so <laughs> I kind of like um had a little search on my computer and I found the record and it was really yeah I, I thought it was really it has a certain like freshness to it at some point. It's not like I have to say I don't like every song equally much on it. Like I I have the feeling some stand out a lot and some are just great, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but um yeah, I don't know. I really like the vibe that it carried and like it has a certain like immediate and raw character and I think yeah, maybe it's because um like still is this italian producer an old friend of bill apparently like i don't know so much about the background but um yeah like this guy was just working with a bunch of um, refugees as vocalists so and this is how it all came together
0: yeah yeah the vocal performances on it are amazing yeah i think so i mean i've been playing this record since you uh, recommended it or put it forward in your list i've Again, it was one that actually I think I seem to remember uh, some kind of press email coming into my inbox, and then being struck by the artwork, and then
1: oh yeah, the artwork is amazing too. Yeah. It has a really nice poster; it hangs in my kitchen now.
0: Oh, of the of the artwork?
1: Uh, no, it's uh, just a poster of maybe one of the singers. I'm assuming.
0: Yeah, I, it's. I mean, it's wonderful. I'm not sure what that object is that's being. It has everything draped on top of it. It looks like a portion of a pipe or something like that. I was trying to work that out just now.
1: Maybe I should go get the cover.
0: <laughs> what format have you got it in? I uh, have a vinyl. Nice.
1: Yeah, it looks... a little bit like a plumber, steampunk, traditional African art project.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot going on. I think I stopped usually i i mean i I just kind of looked at it previously and i was like whoa that's a lot going on but i
1: it's not so much it's like one two three three different objects right Hmm. maybe it just felt like a lot um i mean it looks like it's coming straight from an art exhibition because of the like podest it's sitting on yeah and then um yeah it has those glasses and a little trash bin or something, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we could just because it's green, no insult, <laughs> and then, um, yeah, like the hat with my be- yeah. I think it's just like one complex type of hat,
0: yeah. Um, I mean, I've, I've been listening to this record in my car a lot, and it sounds amazing there just driving around. Um, I'm in a town with a lot of roundabouts, I'm quite worried about the speed I've been taking them while this has been on, but whereabouts, I... <laughs> <laughs> whereabouts do you listen to this record when you listen to it?
1: Um, I have to admit, I'm not listening to music that much in general. Right. I can yeah. I, sometimes when I'm at the airport or something, then I listen to music, but sometimes I'm just putting in my earplugs and like <laughs> letting the world go by. Mm. And um why did I listen to it a lot? Yeah, I don't know. Riding a car seems really nice with it i did that once or like twice but i'm like sometimes like getting those car share rides like car share Hmm. car car thingies and um it's it goes by minute and if i have a five minute ride and it takes me three minutes (laughs) to get the bluetooth (laughs) connection going then i'm just gonna like i'm a little bit too stingy for that most (laughs) of the time
0: i think that's fair enough yeah Uh, right yeah and so in terms of I mean, you're not listening to much music at the moment, is that something else as well that, that comes in waves? I mean is that linked at no, all to No, I think
1: it's a I think it's a general thing. Right. Like I somehow started Yeah, like I I'm I'm listening to music when I have people over or Yeah, when I'm doing something that like needs music to do it with or something. I like to listen to music. Mm. But it's just when I'm home alone I don't listen to music. Besides today I was listening to the albums actually, so Mm-hmm. Um, that was also kind of nice. Sometimes when I get to it, then it's nice. But like somehow, somehow I just like the calm or something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, it it sounds like that you've played already quite a few shows this year. I guess. I mean, does it just add to the stillness, being able to just be somewhere where there isn't, you know, music making the air move all around you?
1: <laughs> yeah, there might be. <laughs>
0: um, I mean, do you have a favorite track on this record?
1: Yeah, it's this. I don't know, it's just like oh. through my headphones to the mic.
0: Yes, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, this. Yeah, I was listening to that one. Is it the one the rhythm that's like dun dun. dun, 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 yeah, dun, yeah, dun. Yeah. Yes. That's my favorite one too. Um the yeah. beat the, 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 the kind of lurch of the beat on that one is really really nice.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I think yeah, that's definitely the standout favorite track. The the first one is really like the opener is really really amazing. Mm.
0: Yeah, it's kind of a um, it sets you a bit off kilter. It did for me at least, where obviously there's no beats for the in- entire track, and it's very stationary compared to what happens after that. But it's almost like the moment where it's just waiting to burst open. Oh, well, that's kind of how it felt yeah. to me, you know. But yeah, that track. Um, that you is your favorite. Again, the, like, the vocal performance just gets so much more intense than, I don't know, I'm expecting of it. It just kind of like, le- there's a lot of vocal performances actually on this record that just kind of leap out of the music, which is, you know, really something.
1: For sure. I think, I think the record profits a lot from the music. I'm sorry for the still guy. But... Um, mm. Wait, did I say that right? <laughs> I don't even know what I said. But uh yeah, the the record profits from the vocals.
0: That's yeah. what I was saying. Right? Yeah, for sure. And um
1: yeah, I also think like the combination like to also just like yeah, work work with refugees, I think and like do something that is so heartfelt and liberating probably. Like to do music is always liberating and like I think they're performing and they're traveling and it's really really amazing to see especially in times like we are living right now and i don't know like a few weeks ago there was just like a fascist guy like killing a bunch of black people in milan like on a drive-by or whatever just because yeah and stuff like that so i think it's really it's really great to do something very positive out of the crisis
0: yeah it seems like a very reflective record in that respect i mean i've seen the fact that it's a an a album that I think he was reflecting on the colonial history of Italy with relation to Ethiopia and Jamaica, I think, in particular, through mm. this record.: yeah,
1: I haven't researched any of it like any of these records like it's just for me it's like yeah, I don't know i I can totally see that. And often often it makes sense to, like, when people tell me backgrounds about music that I haven't researched and I'm like, oh, yeah, I can feel that in the music. (laughs) (laughs) At least I'm thinking, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's kind of nice that I think when it's almost self-evident in the listening experience as well. There's something, I don't know, it feels like it's fully encompassing everything that's built upon. There's something quite satisfying about that.
1: Yeah, I mean, there are also different ways that music can hit you. Like, I mean, people are listening to lyrics a lot, but I'm not as much of a person who cares about lyrics that much. I mean, I think, like, if people think lyrics are really important for them, they should go with it. It's amazing. But um, somehow there's also, like, different layers that transport certain feelings as well as lyrics can do. And, like, I'm much more yeah i I think those things kind of transmit way better with me i don't know if that's even if that makes sense (laughs) to say it like that but like it's just yeah
0: no absolutely it does i mean i think it's something that um certainly resonates for me as well i mean lyrics i think the thing that if i'm ever going to contemplate them it will come much later once i feel like me and the music on a, a parallel then i'll maybe turn my attention to the lyrics Which is interesting, I guess, because in just general life, then obviously communication through language is the more immediate form, but in music it completely flips that.
1: Yeah, for sure. So also, I mean, like, what I figured out about music, maybe it doesn't belong here or whatever, Um, like, music is one of the things that are just going in all directions at the same time. Like, there's no, like, direction. It's it's not linear. It goes everywhere at the same time and expands in, like, ways that nothing else I know expands maybe like black holes or something yeah <laughs> <laughs> if I was a physicist <laughs> uh,
0: and does that apply to when you're doing your own music as well do you feel that multi
1: directionality I mean I'm not thinking about it but I know it's there
0: yeah one other thing I wanted to ask about is the fact wasn't this record was yeah we've already said haven't we that it was released on pan um, yeah is that a label that you keep an eye on i mean the only reason i ask is that um it's been a while actually since i tuned into what pam were doing but i've sort of
1: um yeah absolutely i mean i got to
0: know bill quite
1: well Hmm. who runs the label and he's always like hitting me up with new music and whatever they put out last year for example was just brilliant or like yeah i don't know throughout the last few years i think but i haven't followed them closely back then but like right now i think there were really really strong releases yeah that came came out like throughout the last year or something
0: yeah didn't that eve's tumor release come out
1: yeah that one for example was one of my favorite releases in 2000 what was it 16 <laughs> <16? laughs> <laughs> <laughs> it's hard it's Gosh. hard to keep track
0: yeah where was it i can't remember if it was last year or the year before but um yeah i really enjoyed that one too it seems that the labels kind of come a completely different direction to i don't know it's 2011 2012 it's almost an entirely different imprint now but i'm really quite a fan of any time i've tuned in recently it's been a real pleasant surprise to be like oh, okay pan encompasses this now it's quite fluid
1: um, totally also this like ambient release for example was really really nice I, l- I listen to this much more than like any other EP that um, electronic club producer sends me in a download then I'm like much rather like sitting at home and listening to an ambient release <laughs> I have to say <laughs> like just to go back to the question of whether or not I listen to music
0: Let's talk about your second record um if you'd like to give me the name of it and a little bit about why it's important to you as well
1: let's let's go for grace grace jones Mm. clubbing i think i mean like it's first of all the only vinyl release that i have of hers so it has a like different yeah it's somehow like i have a different relation to music when it's on a on a vinyl but um i really am not obsessed with it but somehow i have it for quite some years and um Maybe at some point I lost it, and then I rediscovered. Mm. And I don't know. She's just, yeah, as I said before, I think she's iconic. And I just saw the documentary and was mind-blown. That's, like, one of the two people I really want to see live in in the distant future, hopefully, Mm. before she quits doing it. But, like, I think as far as she's alive, she will play and perform. And, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I just... Yeah, the music speaks to me. I think, like, her whole personality or, like, persona speaks to me. I think she's, like, one of the true last surviving divas on this planet. Mm-hmm. Like, Madonna can suck it, for example. Like, <laughs> like, there's like there's no chance she can, like... <laughs> yeah, she has what Grace Jones has, for example. Yeah. Yeah, there's a certain edge to her that I like. I like that she says what she means <laughs> or, like, things... And um yeah, it was always just like her and her personality being really, really strong. And like, who, yeah, she's a person who doesn't take shit from anyone. So that's, yeah, if there's a role model in my life, it would probably be her.
0: I was just looking through YouTube for videos of Grace earlier today, actually. And the one that comes up to the top is, I think, one that got pushed to the top quite recently on social media as well, is that one where she was being interviewed on an Australian TV program in the 80s or something. I don't know if you've seen it, but just the most ignorant questions coming her way, but just completely bouncing off her. And she's just sat there in, in shades, smiling and very calmly, almost putting the questions to the to the side, really, rather than answering them. But
1: Yeah, that's a smart way to deal with it, I guess. Mm. It's That's the thing with interviews. I mean, we're just having one, but... A lot of times you could just get asked the same questions over and over again. So I think, like, this interview is a little bit special because we're having a different theme and we're going different ways. But, like, sometimes it's just, like, yeah, maybe especially if you're a person like her i mean like i'm just like nobody wants to interview me besides those like three other people you know um but (laughs) if you're grace jones and like you have to go through this over and over and over and over and over again and i'm already upset about it (laughs) like can't i can't imagine how it is like if like people just ask the same questions like it's like asking me i'm like yo you're from berlin and you don't do techno music how is that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like oh there's something off techno I can tell you yeah. it exists <laughs> or like yeah you have a background in punk music like yeah I can tell you a bunch of those questions
0: yeah I, I mean I think part of the reason for me starting this podcast was being terrified of ending up asking those questions that you know, people go, oh, okay, because...
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, sometimes it's nice to, like, tap into it, you know, but, like, if it's, like, cliche after cliche after cliche, it's, like, yeah, so I can understand when she's... Yeah, sh- she's reacting in a certain way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. And what about the... Uh, discovering this record, I mean, do you, do you recall at all when you first heard it?
1: I don't, actually. I somehow... Recall when I rediscovered it a little bit, but because I wrote a little piece in a in a magazine about it. <laughs> and um, yeah, then I just like researched the record a little bit, and I know it's like, I don't know, maybe almost half the tracks are like covers or something. And Pull Up to the Bumper is a hymn towards anal sex. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna, like, I didn't know that before, before I read it. Yeah. Because yeah, okay, that's like the lyric thing again. Like, the, she really tricked me on that one.
0: <laughs> she sounds like that she's again been like I mean you can obviously interpret it like that but it's you know it's not necessarily about that although there there are some lyrics that seem you know very on the nose in that respect but uh, I like how she's like you can do what you want with it like it can be you know interpreted however you like um,
1: yeah of course I mean always you should be like yeah I mean like that's a really smart way to put it right
0: yeah, it is actually, yeah. <laughs>
1: Especially also coming like coming up maybe in a time where it wasn't so easy to just like say that. Yeah. Not Like, I said it right now or whatever, you know? Like, I don't know. I have the feeling we're like at different times right now. Like, you can just like... You can say things out loud. Eventually. But like, maybe at some point you... I don't know. I don't think it's always necessary. I think if I had like really strong... A really strong agenda in one of my tracks. I wouldn't like tell it to you. Any like also like I don't know. Yeah, like make up your own mind in a way. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of nice to say about stuff for yourself. But like for me about her work, I don't know. It's just I think it's kind of liberating to to be honest.
0: As in the the content or like that way of thinking about the lyricism. More like
1: to just like be as brave to like talk about things and like address certain issues and like i don't know sometimes like people are just coming up with the filthiest connotations about their music but like all like the whole mainstream um audience is just like singing along with it and like nobody (laughs) has an actual clue i think that's really brilliant
0: yeah yeah there must be a real craft to that just skirting the perimeter of what can be i guess disseminated on that kind of scale um. Yeah. <laughs> and is there a, a favorite track on this record for you?
1: Mm. I kind of like Walking in the Rain. It's so dubby.
0: I mean, I've never listened to this record all the way through. I mean, I was familiar with tracks when I went through and listened to it. But, you know, thank you so much for kind of oh. having me go through start to finish. I mean, it's such a record. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, that last track on the album is gorgeous. So I've done it again. Oh, oh
1: true, yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's also really nice. Yeah. It's it, it's nice it's well like these other ones are well padded in between those two we just named.
0: Yeah. And um, considering as well that it's as you said it's like half covers that the continuity that it has and I mean I don't know, maybe that's Grace herself, just her voice being just such a strong thread to carry everything through and to tie it all together, but you know, it's it's it feels very cohesive, even though it's like a track from here and a track from there. Um yeah, it's gorgeous. Yeah, it's
1: also yeah. I mean I'm also not so good at those kind of things, but like I don't I don't see the covers in there. Like it's really just like chopped up and like made a new version out of it. Like it's kind of like she's owning them like those tracks.
0: Checking out the race Doing what I'm doing Feeling out of place Walking, walking in the rain Feeling like a woman Looking like a man like a no-no. Making when I can. Let's talk about your final record, which is TV on the Radio's "Young Liars." Yeah, this you- is
1: probably yeah, this is probably gonna be one of my favorite records of all times forever. I don't know. Back then, I was working. I was working in an indie club back then, and. um, i was working at the like i was always taking care of the bands and stuff and um on the first tv on the radio european tour i was working at the show and like i had no idea what that band was all about and um they came through and like 30 people came to the show and it was kind of like wow and then i bought the first cd like that was like for the first album and like at some point i think i don't even know how i got this record i think uh, maybe like some of my punk friends had a distribution somewhere and like maybe found it in there and like gave it to me for free or something because i don't know if it was just a promo record no i don't think so yeah it's, it's somehow the first ep that also um has some tracks that are on the first album hmm. and i know for example when i bought the cd like they didn't have the vinyl yet so i had to buy the cd and when i listened back at home after the show i know that like the cd f- felt kind of cl- too clean right like the live show was really had this certain like dirty edge to it that like the cd had like it was like produced away or something like it was it felt a little bit too clean i think like it was a grower like in the end i really really liked the um, album as well but like throughout like their other albums i mean at some point i'll stop listening to their music but like i think with every album like they were just like more polished more and more polished and um I think this special like this special EP has I think they recorded in a bedroom or something so like I think it has this like four track type of dirt to it but like the ideas are really as strong as ever and um I strongly prefer this recording to everything else I ever put out and um yeah it somehow like throws me back to the day when I was working with them at the show and, like, 30 people came out and we had to, like, um, there was one in, like, the, of the band members had, like, two teeth pulled out and we had to, like, schedule an emergency dentist meeting and stuff. So I was, like, oh, my god! Really, it was really funny. But he played
0: it. <laughs> wow. Um, and how are they as people?
1: Uh, I don't know. It's been forever. Like, I'm, I'm, I was mostly dealing with a tour manager be honest and it was always like the scariest tour manager but I always liked her a lot and she liked me oh that's cool it's like people were, like give her a cappuccino and she's fine and, like that was like one of the things but also like she really liked <laughs> people, people working, working particularly well <laughs> so like I don't know we never had a problem I think she was happy I was I was there I was ha- happy with her yeah like I like people who are doing their job properly so
0: of course yeah um, it must have been cool to Again, it's a long time ago, I guess. Yeah,
1: it was really a long time ago.
0: Like 15 years ago? It's like 2003, I think, this came out. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if you have any recollections of what it was like to see this material live, because I can imagine that would have been great.
1: I mean, it was really just, like, one of the shows, like, one of the few shows of this, like, period of time when I was working at this club that really stuck to me. Like, I will never forget get it in a way even though like I wasn't as present and it's also like it was I was working as well. So I couldn't just like be there in the audience and like mm-hmm. enjoy the show. I mean like partially I could but not like the whole full experience because that's what you get for being on the outside of things. <laughs>
0: <laughs> still that's something if through all of that it has cut through to the point where this record is still with you.
1: Absolutely. And I think like um Young Liars is my favorite one.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: This one especially. I, I, yeah. Like I think at some point the CD that I got got so screwed up from like carrying it around forever, so I don't have it anymore. It's just like I also like threw away all my CDs, so I don't have any. Oh wow! I don't have a CD player anymore, and I don't have any CDs.
0: What um spat that on?
1: I think it's just like a medium that doesn't matter anymore, right?
0: It's something I did, actually, very recently. Uh, it's kind of a, in an awkward place, isn't it? A CD where it struggles to justify itself because, you know.
1: Yeah, the, yeah.
0: The artwork's not fully blown up. I mean, when you were saying you had that still record on vinyl, just having that artwork that big is, you know, a reason to have it in itself. Um, totally. I imagine Grace Jones, the same thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Like, the the version that I got, I probably got in a thrift store somewhere is like Mm -hmm. um deutschmark price on it (laughs) 1690 wow um like back then where people could still make money off of music but the records were still cheap (laughs) um
0: but again this is the tv on the radio record it's one where I'm really grateful to have the experience to listen to it because it's a band that I was familiar with from the outside. I don't think I'd listened to them before, but had stacked up, unfortunately, some assumptions about maybe what I would have been hearing based on where I had that information, which is terrible. And as soon as yeah. I l- listened to it, I was like, oh, what? this is, you know, the very first drum beat that comes in, I was like, no, this is not what I was expecting whatsoever.
1: Yeah, but I mean, I have the feeling that, depends on like where you would mark the point where you like start listening to TV on the radio. I do have the feeling, yeah, I don't like the newer stuff. I, I mean, I probably stopped, I don't even know if they still exist. But like the, I can recall at some point, like maybe five years after this, so like maybe in between now and then, like pretty much, yeah. I didn't know I was in Hamburg, maybe they played Hamburg, maybe I was on tour in Hamburg. But I somehow connect this thought to Hamburg and it was like, oh T V and the radio are playing, but the album kinda sucks. Uh, no. Like I, I just like like to have this as a base and then like ov- being overproduced like sometimes not a good thing. I like some people like Arcade Fire, for example. <laughs> you know I don't know. Maybe that's an example that could work. <laughs> but like yeah this especially this first ep before the first album came out i think it has this like raw bedroom style four track character that nothing else ever had after that and it slightly disappeared more and more with every other release so mm. like if you start liking tv and the radio at a later phase then like this one yeah, yeah it's a total different story i think
0: Hmm. Uh, I li- did listen to a couple of other tracks just to get some context, and I think they were from the most recent album they put out. And the the drum beats were a bit more like boom, pff, boom, pff, like you know just uh, mm. one and three on the beats, which was the thing I guess in Young Lives that really got me is just those beats so i can't even figure out how the beat on that first track is really coming together i don't know if it's programmed or that's someone playing a galloping snare drum or what but um you know it really threw me
1: yeah it's also funny i'm just seeing this that um like the cover of the record has only four tracks but it has five tracks on it
0: hmm what's the track that's missing is it that uh, pixie's cover
1: mr greaves hmm weird funny yeah, because, like, I, I read, like, when I just, like, sent you the link to it, because I wanted to make sure you listen to the right thing, then I, then I read that, like, um, there were some versions, maybe the CD version had, like, a track less or something, I don't know, but I'm like, yeah, I have all five tracks, but now I'm, like, s- staring at the back of the c- cover, and it's, like, four tracks on it, but I'm like, <laughs> hey, wait, it's five tracks on the record, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not dumb, because I, <laughs> yeah, probably never checked the cover as much, but, like, it does have five tracks. Yeah, yeah. And, like... Yeah, the vinyl also says Mr. Greaves. Because Young Liars is, like, the first track on the B-side.
0: Yeah. he Apparently he did, like, 40 overdubs of his voice for that Mr. Greaves. Oh, right. Yeah, sounds... I can only imagine just... I mean, if this was one of the first things they put out, just his voice is so strong. Um, yeah. To be confronted with that as a new band. Um, like, I just wow. also
1: heard recently... Um, I don't know why I talked and like who, who to whom I talked to, but um the producer Total Freedom that like people know hmm. out of the scene is um the drummer of uh, the brother of the drummer of T V on the radio. Oh really? Somebody said that recently, yeah. Wow. I'm like, okay. <laughs> there we go. <laughs>
0: a bit of trivia.
1: It's like full circle in a way.
0: Yeah. Absolutely, wow. Oh that's great. I mean is it I was gonna say is this record something you still listen to now? I mean I guess not now literally because you're not listening to music right now the but, tv uh, and the radio one yeah yeah,
1: yeah all the time oh really? oh really i mean when i have people over i just like i own a, a whole bunch of records that are really shit so oh. I, I like <laughs> i sorted out a few that i like and whenever like there's a person coming over to my house and we're having a drink or something in the night then i'm like oh what am i gonna put on and then say and there's not so much to choose from so this one I listen to a lot when people come over and also yeah I, I really am feeling this one <laughs> it's probably one of my favorite records of all time wow
0: one f- final question I had is something that you mentioned earlier on was about the fact that you I think you said something that uh, you relate to music differently when it's on vinyl I mean how do, how do you generally take your music now in terms of digital or vinyl, or, I mean, do you have a particular preference or any thoughts on how maybe the listening experience is different between them, or?
1: I have a preference that is, I would like to get a quality, at least mp3, to play shit out when I'm touring, but I'm, like, having all of the stuff on my USB, and sometimes I'm still thinking, like, a really terrible-sounding track that is really amazing i'm really much rather playing it and making people suffer than to just like say like oh i'm not gonna be able to play the track because it's a youtube rip or something <laughs> like i'm just like f- yeah fuck this in a way i, I think it's nice to have good sounding music but sometimes i don't know I, for example like recently i often played um a youtube trip uh rip of um like some like guy who was like playing a guitar solo under a radio interview of Tiffany Haddish <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so I play this and I don't care how it sounds I play it anyway yeah. and touring with vinyl is really just a pain in the ass also playing out on CDJs are giving me so many opportunities to like instantly jump between like cues in the track to like pitch it from zero to like 200 bpm mm. within like seconds or something it's yeah so I'm 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 not really into vinyl so much besides when I mean like the only vinyl that I buy is probably like a Sade record or something that I listen to at home or if somebody gives me a record for free then I'll I'll take it, and there's something nice to it, but, yeah, I think people should get off their high horse. Yes. And like, <laughs> I don't know. it's It's more about, like, the creativity, and, like, how you put things together, and, like, how to play around, and, like... W- what you actually or what your actual picks are in music, then like if it comes from a vinyl or not like who gives a fuck? It's just like it's an argument for like nerds with no life
0: <laughs> i I mean I agree, and especially with the digital bitrate thing, unfortunately, because it is referred to as you know the quality. I wonder if that's led to a conflation now where people are like uh, the higher the quality of the mp3 then you know necessarily it justifies itself better but you know there's there's a lot of value in low quality mp3s in you know particular context right i mean that yeah. can have its own, its own aesthetic in itself
1: yeah i mean i like as i s- said i like good sounding music but sometimes i don't know i i really like to play a lot of barroom tracks for example and like those producers are sometimes really terrible and they just don't know how to mix a good track <laughs> But the music is really really amazing. So like I, I really don't care and like with the TV on the radio as well like the the, like, the Imperfection of this record makes everything to me mm. like it is It's really like you have the best studio engineer to like mix your like fourth album or whatever and it sounds shit Just because it's way too clean maybe yeah stuff like that happens. Ooh, young liar.
0: this has been amazing thank you so much for no oh, bringing this yeah. to me this has been a lot of fun um cool if people want to check out what you're up to is there a best place for them to be headed online mm,
1: i'm everywhere <laughs> <laughs> there's facebook and soundcloud and twitter and instagram and all the other like streaming platforms and can go to the labels website or Bandcamp or i don't know it's so many things
0: okay i'll cram in as many as i can into the show notes um yeah, yeah. well thank you once again into everyone listening i'll see you next time okay thank you